Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Christian Layman Church. Welcome to our Sunday morning worship service. Um, we are so excited that you guys are tuning in this morning. Like, let us know who's here. Comment in the in the Facebook comment section. Take a selfie. We we really just want to see your beautiful faces and your families worshiping together. Um, obviously, this is new, um, a different way to do church, um, but. Nothing is going to stop us from worshiping and nothing is going to stop us from praising our God. Um, for those of you who don't know, I recently came back um, with a team from um, an overseas mission trip. And, you know, the trip was pretty crazy. There were many unexpected twists and turns and things that we didn't expect. And I'm sure we'll share in the next few weeks with you all. Um, but if I'm honest, there were times where it felt like obstacles just were piling up and walls were coming up and um, all the things that we had planned crumbled really and it was really easy to be discouraged um, but I think that that the the word that the Lord gave to me and the team was just overwhelming peace um, and confidence in the fact that our God is in control and our God is sovereign and there is nothing that can stop him there's nothing that can stop his plans and his mission. Um, and so my word for you all and for all of us this morning watching is, is also don't be discouraged with all the stuff going on. Um, we have a God who is so much bigger than that and so much more powerful. And so nothing can stop him and nothing should stop us from worshiping, praising his name and proclaiming um, his sovereignty over all of these things. Something that uh, we wanted to start off this Sunday with was actually to read a few of the things that you guys commented last week. Uh, Pastor Andrew asked us a question, what are we thankful for in this season? Um, and I think that posture of Thanksgiving is just so important, especially um, during this time, to remember that in big ways and in little ways, God is working um, and we have so much to be thankful for. So um, some of these, I'm going to read some of the ones that you guys left in the comments last week um, from Don. Uh, Don says, we're thankful for our families. Um, Tom, uh, thankful for zero traffic in the Bay Area. Amen. <laughs> um, from Lester, a technology that allows for things like this to happen. Um, many people commented uh, about more family time, more face-to-face -face time with um, loved ones. So from Yvonne, from Diana, from Deanna. Um, Linda, Linda said she's thankful for a time to reset and to rethink about what's really important in life. Um, and Marilyn said, thank you to all of the CLC women who called to see how we were doing. Um, thank you. Yeah, I think that was a blessing for so many people. So thank you to those women. And there's just so, so many more things to be thankful for. So I, I just encourage um, us to continue thinking about those things, continue posting them, and, and we'll share these God sightings and stories uh, with our church family every week. Um, so I'm going to pray to get this time of musical worship started. And, and I know that it's weird. I, I've heard things where it's like, some people have never sung out loud in front of their wife or their or their kids, and it could be kind of awkward, but I just invite you to um, 
put yourself in a posture where you can truly worship, um, where you can truly just spend this time with the Lord. Um, it doesn't matter if you're sitting, if you're standing, if you're walking around, grabbing a snack, kneeling, whatever it is. I just, I encourage you to make the most of this time with you and God. Make the most of this time um, for you and God. So um, let, let's pray and we'll, we'll get started. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you are good God, that you are sovereign, that you are powerful, that you are in control, and that you love your people, that you love your children, Lord. And we know that when times are, are difficult and scary and uncertain, um, we can have peace and confidence because you are our good Father. And you are always with us, Lord. And so we pray that during this time of worship, you would just come into every single home, every place that people are gathered to worship you this morning. Would you be with us? May we feel your presence. May you delight in this worship, Lord. And may we remember that there is nothing that can stop us from worshiping you and from your mission to be fulfilled in this world, Lord. We love you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Let's worship.
read from uh, Psalm 18, 1 to 3, and it says this, I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise, and I have been saved from my enemies. And I love that, and I love that scripture, and I love the song that we're going to be singing in just a moment, because I feel like it's a, it's not only a prayer, but it's a declaration. It's a prayer that says, God, I look to you when I'm overwhelmed. Um, I look to you when, when I don't know what to do, because you are where my help comes from. I love you, Lord. You are my strength, my shield, my rock. And hallelujah, because our God reigns over everything. And so let this be a prayer for us this morning, but also just singing the song and declaring this over us, over our community, over our nation, over the world.
And this final song that we're going to sing this morning actually has a little God sighting story attached to it. Um, earlier this week, I woke up one morning and I felt like God had given me a song. And, and sometimes I do the, I have this weird thing where uh, I sing in my sleep or maybe I, I wake up and I'm like singing lyrics. It's kind of weird. But um, I woke up with this song and and so I decided that morning to just to sing it in my own personal worship time. And, and it was just such a rich time with God. Um, and the song is Holy and Anointed One. 
And it's funny because later that same day, Linda Lou calls me and she's just checking in and she says, Hey, Caitlin, I, I woke up at five o'clock in the morning. I'm just anxious about other stuff. And, and God put you in my mind. Um, and I thought, Caitlin, and I saw this song, um, it's holy and anointed one. And, and I just, um, I freaked out a little bit because I was like, oh my goodness, that's the song that I was singing this morning that God gave me. And, and we just kind of laughed and, and, um, reveled in the fact that God is working and he's speaking. And, and this is an affirmation from God to share this song with us this morning. And, and I think it, it, as I was meditating and, and processing a little bit more, the song came to my mind just because, you know, it's a very simple song, but it's so beautiful. And God has been telling me this week, especially with being in shelter in place, um, that, you know, there are so many opportunities to be with me, but you're not doing it. Um, when I get bored, I will, you know, take a nap or I'll watch Netflix or I'll try and video chat with people and connect with people. And, and God was just convicting me and saying, hey, I've removed every distraction possible. And I want you to spend this time with me. I want this to be me and you time. I want you to just remember me, Jesus. Focus on that. Worship with me. Talk to me. Listen to me. And so this song has become um, such a blessing for me this week in remembering to focus on Jesus. To focus on his name that is um, sweeter than any name. His spirit that is water to our soul, that is the only thing that we need. His word that is a lamp to our feet that guides us every day. And so I just, we're gonna, it's a short song. We're going to sing it together. But I just invite you to just meditate on these words and ask Jesus to be there with you. Your name is like honey on me. 
Jesus, we love you so much. We love you so much, Lord. And we ask you to be with us this morning. Would you continue to move in our hearts? Would you continue to speak to us in different ways as we worship, as we listen to your to your living, breathing word, Lord? As we hear from people in our community of the ways that you've been working, I pray that you would be with us and that we would spend this time just with you. We love you so much, Lord. We give you the rest of today. Um, Yeah, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I would like to introduce uh, the one and only, the person that we've been missing and waiting for for the last few weeks, Denny Lai. Good morning, Christian Layman Church. So coming to you from the comfort of my jammies to the comfort of yours. Uh, welcome to yet another captivating installment of What's Cooking? Good looking. That was uh, a little different without Scott, but uh, hope everyone is doing all right. Definitely missing all of you um, and looking forward to, uh, to seeing all of your faces once again. Um, that being said, let's get started with the mission statement, of course. So the mission statement here at Christian Layman Church is to make disciples who love God, love people, and who serve the world. One way that we seek to love on other people here in our community um, is through our handy-dandy communications card that has now gone viral. So they are now available through the um, email address staff at christianlayman.org and also available in the contact us section of the church website. Uh, one way that we can seek to love and care for our community during this time um, is to stay connected and our pastoral team would definitely love to do that. So now for um, some announcements, I figured I'd pepper them in a little bit. Um, so on April 4th, we will be having a Zoom prayer meeting. Um, it will be taking place from 9.30 to 11.30 and will be available um, through the e-news link for Zoom. So definitely make sure to check that out. Um, also, at this time, um, you know, definitely a lot of people, um, there's a lot of uncertainty out there. Um, and in a time like this, definitely we can find joy in just being able to comfort one another um, and just really um, just be an encouragement to the people here in our community. 
Um, I know definitely we've had um, the five women here in our community that have reached out to a lot of different people. And um, definitely we're hoping um, to be able to do the same. Um, and so definitely make sure to reach out. Um, part of our church's mission statement is to serve the world. And uh, definitely one way that we can do that is to seek to encourage each other um, during this time. Um, also at this time, um, we are continuing to partner with our church partners, uh, City Team and Harbor House. And so definitely this is a great opportunity and way to just really be able to give back to the community in the ways that we can um, and to just really um, spend some time um, encouraging one another. I mean, if you put it that way, like, aren't you glad that we have technology to keep us all connected? Um, and definitely, this is one great way that we can really give back um, even while we're sheltered at home. Uh, definitely missing you all lots and um, hoping you all are staying safe. Um, definitely make sure to only reach out to those people um, who are um, you know, elderly, but also just you know, friends and family. And this is just a great time to do that. Um, and so at this time, I'd like to pass it on to the dynamic duo that needs no introduction, um, Pastor Andrew and Raina. Hi, church family. Good morning, CLC. Good morning. Actually, we are going to introduce ourselves. My name is Raina. And I am her trophy husband. So worship is a way that we can express our faith and trust in God, especially during this time. So for those of you that would like to give or to tithe, please send in your tithe to this address. And um, instructions are very clear when you go to the site. Okay. So last Tuesday, uh, I met together with our, with our staff team. And um, we wanted to come up with an action plan for this time because we didn't want everyone to just be going in different directions. And so... <clears throat> We wanted to come up with some goals, not too big, like change the world uh, and not too small, like go clean your room. So here's what we came up with to focus our time for our church. Uh, Number one, we wanted to get everyone who would like to connect to a small group connected to a small group. So If we need to invite more people to our existing groups, cool. If we need to create new groups, cool. But let's get everyone connected because let's not let COVID-19 isolate us, right? Number two, uh, let's take care of every person in the church family. So uh, five women and two men have this vision of reaching out to everyone in the church, which is so cool and making sure everyone is okay. What needs do you have? What prayer requests do you have? And so we want to get behind this effort. And then number three, let's remember our mission to serve the world. And so our staff team is checking in with our gospel partners and asking, are you okay? And asking if they have any needs And so every Sunday, we're going to choose one gospel partner and make their needs known to the rest of the church. And so this week, Denny kind of gave it away, but we have um, chosen to support City Team. Yay, City Team. So City Team could really use our help 
with groceries. So um, please check your live um, feed right now. And Lynn is going to be sending out more information about what kind of groceries they need, how to help. Another thing, another ministry of city team is Turning Point. It's their woman's um, shelter. And so please contact Kristen. Here's her address. They could really use home cook meals on Sunday evenings. And she'll give you more information about how to deliver the food and cook it safely. Thank you. Okay, guys. So I will be back for the first part of the message. But now I'd like to hand it over to our self-proclaimed most handsome member of our staff team, Pastor Calvin. Well, hello, everyone. It gives me a great privilege to give another edition of our We Are CLC moment. And we would like to Remind everyone, our mission here at Christian Layman is to love God, love people, and serve the world. And I just want to take a moment to highlight how a few people in our church have responded during this pandemic in ways that is reflective of our mission. And the first part of our mission is to love God. And I just want to give props out to Frank Chow, who has volunteered on his own accord to help a lot of us ramp up on on this new platform that a lot of us are using to connect and communicate communicate with each other during this particular new reality of ours through Zoom. And so Frank has been giving tutorials on how to use this new platform, and it's been very helpful, especially for those of us who are not so tech savvy. So props to him. And and for a matter of fact, if you didn't know already, Frank is is helping us out this morning in the background where he's uh, directing the whole show by coordinating the various Zoom feeds that are coming from various locations throughout the Bay Area and then transporting them onto Facebook Live so that we could have this live broadcast for our Sunday service. So thank you, Frank, for loving God by using your skills to serve others. The second part of our mission is to love people. And it's really awesome to see how grassroots efforts like the five women who care, who I understand now has become five women and two men, have started to create networks where we can communicate and gather virtually, but also to find out um, how we can help one another, serve one another, and then most importantly, pray for one another. Uh, One other way that uh, two women have uh, begun to start loving people is, is my wife, Terry, and also Julie Lee, who have started a, uh, a women's group that are going to talk about uh, through Bible study on Zoom on various topics that would be of interest to women. So look for more details in the future and, and how you can join those particular groups. Finally, the last part of our mission is to serve the world. And I just want to share what Dr. Tiffany Lynn Lucas did for us last week with the help of her husband, Jared. Uh, Tiffany created an amazing informational video that shared uh, onto Facebook all about the COVID-19 virus. It was very educational and also had very practical tips on how to deal with the virus. And this video was well received by many of our members in our church. But an interesting fact here, it was also due to the power of the Internet, well-received by communities outside of our church. And so we're thankful for that. And so props to Tiffany and her husband, Jared, for taking the initiative to serve the world in this way. So that's 
our hashtag we are CLC moment for today. And if I may, I would encourage all of you to continue to, to look for God sightings out there. And we would love to hear those stories. If you can email them, text us, call us and give them what you're seeing God doing during this week. We would love to share those stories in the future. So God bless. And now I turn the service back to Pastor Andrew. Hi, church family. Are you ready for the message? So during this time, I've been asking a lot of people how they're doing. And here is what some people have been saying. Pastor Andrew, I feel overwhelmed. Life has been crazy busy. One woman said, at the end of the day, I just want to pull my hair out. Um, uh, some of us are homeschooling parents right now, but on top of that, we're caring for our elderly parents. Another friend said to me the other day, I go to bed and I feel anxious about all the stuff that I didn't get around to doing. She said, when it's time to rest, I just can't turn it off. I just can't, I just can't switch off. So for those of us with low margin and little time, one of the pressing questions of our time is, how can we make the most of this time? How can we make the most of this time? But then I've also been talking to others and their situation is a little different. I, I asked them, hey, what have you been up to? And Actually, you know, school, work, it's kind of slowed down. I spent a lot of time yesterday playing video games, but I feel like maybe there's something better I should be doing. Hmm. <laughs> so uh, people who have less time and people who have more time seem to be asking the same question, which is, what should I be doing with my time? And how can I make the most of it during this COVID-19 season? Church family, how do you make the most of your time? How do you make the most of your time? Today, Pastor Ben Cha, our pastoral candidate, and I will try our best by the grace of God to answer this question now, I have to warn you, it might seem like what I share and then what Ben shares is conflicting, but it's not. If you take a look at this, we are actually preaching from the same coin, but different sides. Uh, my side just happens to be the more important side. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Um, church family, how do you make the most of this time. If you have a Bible, please turn it to Luke chapter 10. Frank's going to put it on the screen in a little bit. This is a story you probably know, and it never stops being relevant. Let me, let me read the word of God, Luke 10. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, 
who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but only one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Um, Can I just ask you all, is anyone here a Martha? Anyone here a Martha? Raise your hands. You know, anyone here a Martha? When a crisis happens, what do Marthas do? They get busy. When coronavirus hits, what do Marthas do? They go to work. Who's got needs? Let's go meet everyone in their needs. And so you're busy meeting needs, meeting needs. But you neglect your own needs. And then as this continues, you start to get, what's the word, bitter and irritable. Anyone here, Martha? We have a lot of Marthas in our church. Martha, in this story, gets a bad name. Someone told me that whenever they hear this story, they feel sorry for the Marthas. But but let me just be the first to say that Jesus loved Martha. Jesus loved Martha. And you know what? Martha's rock. Let me just say that again. Martha's rock. Martha's are awesome. Thank God for Martha's in this world. Without Martha's, nothing would ever get done, right? Without Martha's, the only meeting we would ever have is a prayer meeting. All Marys want to do is pray, right? Sick people would never get groceries and dirty laundry would never get washed. And we just, we need Martha's to smell better, amen, and for society to function. So praise God for Martha's. But, but hear this, Jesus in this passage is giving hope to all the Martha's of the world. As if one of the messages or the underlying messages, the world needs healthy Martha's. We need Martha to be Martha, but we need Martha to be healthy. We need Martha to be well-rested with all of her energy flowing from her love for Jesus. Now, the healthy Martha's got a little bit of Mary inside her. And the healthy Mary's got a little bit of Martha inside her too. Hopefully what I say will explain all that. Let's keep on going. Now, I want you to imagine what is going on in Martha's mind. Jesus is coming into town. That's a big deal. He's going to be a special guest at her house. That's a big deal. So she wants everything to be just right. Martha's motto, if she had one, is this. If something is worth doing, well, it's worth doing right. All you Marthas can say that with me. If something is worth doing, it's worth doing right. 
I want five course meal, candlelit, candlelit with lentil soup and grilled lamb chops with the green, delicious green sauce, fresh salad with salted fish, all for Jesus. Because if something is worth doing, Martha says, it's worth doing right. And so Jesus comes and Martha's in the kitchen slaving away. And you can hear the chop, chop, chop on the chopping board, the vegetables on the chop, chop, chop. And then you hear the sizzling frying sound as it goes into the pan. And then suddenly you hear this. Mary. And then louder. Mary. (laughs) Mary. (laughs) Mary's not in the kitchen. Mary hasn't been in the kitchen for a while now. You know where Mary is? Mary's in the other room. Mary is sitting at the Lord's feet. Mary is hanging on to every word that Jesus speaks. Now, Martha is thinking, no way. She's thinking, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Why am I always doing the work? Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her to help me. You guys ever been there before? This is, this is, this is me like last week. By the grace of God, I spent the whole day trying to serve people. By the grace of God, Raina spent the whole day serving people. We finally have time for each other. And we gave each other leftovers. We had nothing left. And so I feel like, or she feels like I'm being inconsiderate. And I feel like she's being rude. Who is right? Of course, you know, I'm right. But then I get resentful of her and I start to get resentful of the ministry. Lord, don't you care? Tell her to The text says that Martha was distracted with much serving. Now, now, wait a second. Is is Jesus saying that service is distracting? No, 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 no. Because there are other passages where Jesus is clearly in favor of serving. So when is serving a distraction? One of the ways you know your service is a distraction is when you serve from a place of being upset and irritable and anxious. Is anyone there? Anyone serving others so much this past week that you're feeling kind of resentful? Anyone know another person who is feeling that way? Please do not point. Please do not, do not elbow. But you could look at them and smile. (laughs) I imagine Jesus saying to all the Marthas, don't be anxious. Don't be troubled. There is another passage where Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened. Come to me, Jesus says, and I will give you rest. Jesus is Lord of rest. If there is anyone you can go to to find rest, 
It's the Lord of the Sabbath. It is Jesus. If you are tired, if you are weary, there is one person you can go to and he will give you rest. I imagine Jesus saying to Martha, hey, Martha, slow down, slow down. Take a rest. Come out of the kitchen. Take a break. This week I was reading Psalm 46, and this verse really touched me. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. And as I was reading this verse, I felt like God was saying to me, you know what, Andrew? I will be exalted among the nations. No matter what happens, know this. I will be exalted among the nations. It will happen regardless of you. I felt like he was saying that to me. In other words, Andrew, there is a Messiah and it's not you. So you can be still. You can take a break. And you can know that God is in charge and there's only one God. And he will be exalted among the nations. Now, imagine Martha turning to Jesus and getting really practical. You know, Martha, a little bit snarky. Martha saying, Jesus, are you suggesting that dinner is going to up and make itself? I think that's a legitimate question. Like, okay, then what's the game plan? Let's, let's all sit on the floor and pray. You know, like, are you suggesting that dinner is going to make itself? Kids do not homeschool themselves. My parents do not Zoom technology themselves. Husbands do not even pick up after themselves. So I wonder what Jesus would say to all the Marthas out there. Martha, remember, says, Jesus, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing right. And I just imagine Jesus would say, Martha, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing simply. Martha, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing simply. Martha, you don't need to cook a five-course meal for me. How about let's just keep it really simple? How about just one dish? Just one dish. And then you leave the kitchen and you join Mary and you listen to my words. Now look at what Mary is doing. Jesus has said in one translation, I believe it's NIV, that she has chosen the better portion. She has chosen the good portion and it will not be taken away from her. The what portion? The better portion, the good portion. And it won't be taken away from her. So, Can I ask you, why is slowing down and being with Jesus the better portion? Why is slowing down and being with Jesus the better portion? You guys, a couple of months from now, I bet you the coronavirus will lift. Probably, eventually, eventually, by the grace of God, it will lift. And then what will happen? Life will all go back to normal. Wouldn't it be a shame if life 
just went back to the way it was before. I mean that with all my heart. Wouldn't that be a shame if life just went back the way it was before? You're like, yeah, yeah, but I, I want it to go back. Maybe, maybe the most important thing about this time is the stuff that God is doing inside here. Someone told me, man, I don't care about what people are doing during this time. I care about what this time is doing inside people. We want life to go back to what it was before, but wouldn't it be a shame if we went back to who we were before? During this time of great uncertainty, there is one certainty in life. Have you spent time thinking that through? We are people who have put hope in false things. And right now, those false hopes are being exposed. Have you spent time thinking that through? God, in a sense, has prepared this time so that you can think about the deeper things, so that you can think about what really matters in life and what doesn't. What do you want your life to look like and where do you want it to go after COVID-19? Are we going to be the same people? God is up to something during the season and he is up to something good inside here. And so my words to you from this passage is lean in, spend time with Jesus, think about the deeper questions, go deep. I, I spoke with a graduate student who has been spending the last two weeks self-quarantined by herself. She's an extrovert, never spent two weeks alone ever. And she goes, Pastor Andrew, I'm reading the book of Genesis for the very first time. I can't believe the stuff that is in here. She is going deep in God's word. She is sitting at the feet of Jesus. My wife from 8.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. has a date with God. She sits in the same chair. She opens her Bible. She is learning to hang on to every word that comes from Jesus. God is up to something good. Make the most of this time by leaning into him, church family. Remember I was talking about uh, two sides of the same coin? Well, my, my teaching from Mary and Martha is more upward and I suppose inward. And uh, Pastor Ben's teaching is going to be more outward. And so we are really looking forward to Pastor Ben continuing this message. Here we go, Pastor Ben, it's you. Thank you, Pastor Andrew, and uh, good morning, CLC. Uh, this is Pastor Ben, and it is an honor and a privilege uh, to be in front of this camera again to bring you uh, the good news. Uh, I think this is so creative for Pastor Andrew to suggest co-preaching and I hope you were blessed by his message of Mary and Martha. You know, you know, when Pastor Andrew said that his side of the coin was more important, I just kind of thought, hmm. Then I came to the conclusion, I agree. Well, let me explain. Uh, would you turn or read along with me from Matthew chapter 8, 
verse 1 through 4. When he came down from the mountain, and great crowds followed him. And behold, a leper came to him and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hands and touched him, saying, You will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priests, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a proof to them. Now, first, we see Jesus welcoming this leper into his presence. By the way, which was very, very forbidden according to Leviticus chapter 13 and 14, which endangered everyone at the gathering, both from the physical, uh, the side of the leprosy, uh, and also from the infectious ceremonial uncleanness that it threatened to others. Secondly, uh, which was probably the worst of all, Jesus reaching out his hands and touching the leopard, if you read at verse 3. You see, according to the Mosaic law, by touching a leper, Jesus himself was instantly made ceremonial unclean, let alone breaking the law that people had cherished over the years. You know, over the past couple of days, I've been asking the question, why? Why did Jesus, breaking all the social and religious stigma, reached out his hand and to touch this leopard? Certainly, you know, he didn't have to, right? He could have just said, Sir, uh, don't come any closer. You stay where you are. And because I'm Jesus, and I could heal you from a far distance. I mean, what was going on in the mind and the heart of our master? You know, right now as I speak, uh, doesn't this story really, really resonate so well uh, with our current situation? Because of the COVID-19, I mean, we are told to stay within certain feet of each other told not to touch anyone, wear masks. What about being isolated from our loved one, especially uh, uh, those who are not able to gather on a Sunday or for worship? I mean, being cooped up in our homes. Maybe some of us are feeling like isolated, feeling lonely, feeling depressed, longing to come together again as a community. It's probably what most of us are thinking right now or wishing for as we tread some rough waters ahead of us. So with our current situations, we can sympathize with this man being told never to come near, never to touch anyone, to stand clear within certain feet of others being rejected by his peers in his society. So, Prior to meeting Jesus, you see, he was isolated, excommunicated, displayed, and dejected. I mean, his life was so unimaginable. But just like Martha, he goes to Jesus and asks him or asking him to solve the very problem that he was struggling. And our master does the unthinkable. He reaches out. And he touches him, and he heals him of this incurable disease. So then the question is, why? 
You see, I think um, there's a difference between curing and healing. You see, not only did Jesus just cure him of this physical hideous disease, but he healed him with his touch. He healed or he soothed all the emotional scars that he was carrying, the whatever the years that he had leprosy, of all the years being told to stay away from the rest of the community. And Jesus, touching him, gave him acceptance, saying that you are no longer isolated and rejected. You see, him touching the leopard showed how much he cared, that he was willing to go out to, to really, you know what, um, go out on a limb to restore this leper back into the community. So that's why Jesus tells him to go and show himself to the priests and to offer the gift of Moses. You see, because the cleansing of the leper by Jesus was unofficial. Leprosy at the time was a social status as well as a, maybe a skin blemish to deal with the social status, to restore him back to a good standing in the community. They have to show themselves to the priest and to be declared officially clean. You know, as all of us are kind of quarantined our homes forcibly, the question for us this morning from Pastor Andrew and myself is, how do we make the most of our times? And Pastor Andrew talked about the spiritual aspect or the upper relationship that we need to have with God in times like this, having intimacy with God. But I want to share with you the Martha side, her willingness to serve and how we can really, really reach out to our body or maybe to our community. Now, Wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought we're not supposed to touch anyone. Yeah, even the word touch doesn't really, really resonate well in our current situation. But I feel like Jesus is commanding us to be like the Martha, to impact because we've been all touched by the master's hand. You know, Romans 5, 8 says that he demonstrated his own love for us while we were still sinners, that Christ died for us. And I believe this is the perfect time to go after that lost soul that maybe some of you guys are praying for. It could be a family member, or it could be your neighbor. I mean, I've been, for about six years, I've been praying for my neighbor. His name is Todd. And I've been praying that, you know what, he would come with me to church and to be able to celebrate in the goodness of God. But I really, really feel like this is the perfect time because a lot of them, they're so open to the gospel. Or maybe, you know what, uh, reach out to some of your community members that you've never talked to regularly. And I think this is a perfect time when people of God or people, other people are so open to the gospel. And it's the right time to show with our actions. You know, when I was a senior in high school, I remember coming home and my dad stayed home. Usually at that time, my dad would be in his office. You see, I found that day that my dad's business went bankruptcy. And then from then on, our, our 
family life situation was a little bit difficult. But I remember a story where um, every Friday when me and my three brothers came home, uh, there would be two bags of groceries in front of our door. We didn't know who had left these groceries. And so one day, my dad said to my youngest, Michael, Michael, don't go to school today. Stay home. And I wish to find out who's leaving these groceries at, in our front door. And when we all come, came back home, we were so excited to find out. And my youngest brother said, you won't believe because our next door neighbor, the Beechams, were leaving these two grocery bags in, a, in front of our door. And so we went, we asked, hey, hey, Mr. Beecham, why are you giving us, why did you give us groceries for the past six months? And I just could I still remember the, the, the answer that Mr. Beecham gave us. Oh, we just found out that your dad, Mr. Cha, had lost his business. So we just want to show it with our actions. And, you know, um, later we found out that they were Mormons. You know, honestly, if I, if I wasn't a Christian, I, I would be right now, would have become a Mormon pastor. But I still remember uh, that, that the heart of generosity from my neighbor, the Beechams. So people of Layman Church, think about how we can touch others, not necessarily a physical touch, but spiritually and emotionally to those who might need our help. And I think right now is the perfect opportunity to shine and give flavor by being that salt and light of the world. About a couple of weeks, I've been delivering groceries for some elders in my neighborhoods through an app called Nextdoor. And I've been putting words of encouragement, spiritual encouragements, because no physical, worldly encouragement is going to suffice. And so I just put... You know what? You're loved. You know, as you're going through the valley of shadow of death, you know what? You have no fear because our God is near. And so I've been doing that. Or maybe, you know, I came up with a, an idea. Maybe, you know, we could be in emailing or writing handwritten letters of encouragement to our neighbors or some people that you might not have spoken to or maybe to your community group saying that, you know what? I care. Saying that people are not forgotten. Or what about making phone calls to people in our community groups. If they have any prayer requests, ask them, what is your prayer request? You know, also, I have a pastoral friend who's been delivering board games. He's been going to Targets. He's been going to Best Buys, and he's been buying board games, I think cheap board games, to families who have kids. And he's been delivering them, laying them at their front door so that the family could play together. And now when I, when I heard from my friend that what he was doing, I says, wow, that is so exciting. You know, I, I just, CLC, I, I got the perfect act of touch for you. Right now, we need some groceries and toiletries donated to the city team. You know, as you see the news, while the most of the people of this world are hoarding toilet papers and hand sanitizers and food, I think this is the perfect time to show God's love by giving and giving with a cheerful heart. You know, <coughs> excuse me. You see, we don't give because we have much. We give because 
there is a need. And I believe that God is calling us, us out of our spiritual mediocrity. You see, many don't choose a life of mediocrity, but I think we just settle for it. And I just feel like this is the perfect time as CAC, CLC could be living our life, our spiritual life, above mediocrity. Especially when people of the world are so open to the gospel. Desperately seeking love and acceptance. And I really believe that this is the time to show and share how we were greatly touched by the master's hands. And so in asking that question that I started in the beginning, why is Mary so important side of the coin? You see, you're never going to be able to share or do the will of God unless you fully realize how much you have been touched by the master's hand. You know, I could see this leper walking gingerly to the priest. No, no way. I see this leper running like Usain Bolt to show himself to the priest and to the world that who has touched, who has healed, who has cured him of this disease. Why? Because he was touched by the master's hand. And so I'm really, really excited that this is the perfect time to do and to show the love of God because we first were loved by God first. Amen? Amen. And now back to you, Pastor Andrew. Hey, everyone. <clears throat> Would you please um, bow your heads and close your eyes and please pray with me. As I close the uh, message part of our service, Please join me in prayer. Dear Father God, um, when Caitlin started the whole worship set singing, you're a good, good father, I imagine that there's many of us who became emotional. Uh, I know for me, I, I cried a little bit. It was a reminder through music that we have a good, good father. And so I thank you um, that that is just really true. I thank you for everyone who's in our church family, even for friends who are listening in. We have a good, good father, and he cares about us. And that he cares so much about us that he gave up his one and only son to die on the cross to pay for the penalty of our sins so that we could be forgiven and we could be made his children so that we could have an amazing future. And so we thank you for these realities. God, I thank you that right now there's a lot of fear in our country, but I thank you that we know that you are in control I thank you for Psalm 46 that assures us God will be exalted and good will be done for his people. And God is the one unstoppable force. You cannot be stopped in the good that you have planned. And through 
uh, history time and time again, you take a horrible situation and you bring out a good that couldn't come any other way. Just like what happened on the cross when your son died. Horrible, horrible. But through his death, it brought life and joy and peace for the world and for your people forever. Father, um, during this time, we are kind of seeing the false hopes that we have for what they are. Things that we really look to and trusted in for joy. During this time, they're, they're not really doing it for us. But the one constant, the one true, is you and your grace. And so during this time, as we spend time with Jesus, help us to remember that. Help us to hear his words. Help his words to come alive in our hearts. And I also pray that in making the most of this time, we would be the touch of Jesus to others who really need to be touched, who really need to know that they are loved by a good, good father and that we love them too. Help us as we make the most of this time in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Going to turn it back over to Caitlin. Thank you, Pastor Andrew and Pastor Ben, for your message and for your uh, reminder to make the most of this time. Um, I think for me, I immediately thought of how we're called to love the Lord our God, but also to love our neighbor as ourselves. And so as we sing this one last song and we respond with musical worship, I invite you to um, I invite you to pray that and to ask for help to put yourself in that posture, to spend time with the Lord, but also to serve um, and serve from a place that flows from being touched by the Father's hand. Let's sing this together.
to turn it over to Pastor Calvin for our benediction. So at this time, church, receive this blessing that comes from the Apostle Paul from Romans 15, verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So we pray this in the most precious name of Jesus. Amen. Now, normally, if you, we were all gathered together on our Sunday mornings back in Oakland, we would dismiss you to go enjoy refreshments in the hospitality uh, from our hospitality teams. But I guess I'm going to have to do the next best thing. You have my permission to go to your kitchens and you can open your favorite snack and enjoy them now. So thank you for joining us this week. God bless and see you next week. can use me give myself away I give myself away so you can use me hey Caitlin put me in the next worship <laughs>